Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're continuing on with the division of the land of Canaan in the book of Joshua. We've come to Joshua chapter 18. In Joshua chapters 18 and 19, we have the rest of the land divided among the seven tribes that remain. So over the past several chapters, we have windled down some of the tribes. Remember, two and a half of the tribes had settled to the eastern side of the Jordan River. Uh, Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh had taken their inheritance there. But before the conquest of the land of Canaan, Moses had given that to them as their inheritance. Then we saw the uh, tribal allotment of Judah given to the people in the south uh, from the northern part of the Dead Sea straight across to the west and then uh, curving around from the bottom of the Dead Sea down past Kadesh Barnea and toward the Mediterranean. That entire region uh, was the land of Judah. Then we had the uh, tribal allotment given to the sons of Joseph, uh, Ephraim, and the remainder of the tribe of Manasseh, and they occupy most of the central arena in the land of Israel. When we come to chapter 19, we have seven tribes left. They are smaller tribes, but they will receive their inheritance as well. We'll start reading in verse 1. Then the whole congregation of the sons of Israel assembled themselves at Shiloh. Formerly, it seems they had been at the camp at Gilgal for some of these allotments. Now they're assembling at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. And the land was subdued before them, and there remained among the sons of Israel seven tribes who had not divided their inheritance. So Joshua said to the sons of Israel, How long will you put off entering to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? Provide for yourselves three men from each tribe that I may send them and that they may arise and walk through the land and write a description of it according to their inheritance. Then they shall return to me and they shall divide it into seven portions. Judah shall stay in its territory to the south and the house of Joseph shall stay in their territory on the north and you shall describe the land in seven divisions and bring the description here to me, and I will cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. For the Levites have no portion among you, because the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. Gad and Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh also have received their inheritance eastward beyond the Jordan, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them. Now, what's happening here is the rest of the people of Israel are assembling at Shiloh. Shiloh is in the hill country in the region of Ephraim, and they are discovering uh, what areas are going to be allotted to them. Notice that uh, Joshua actually um, rebukes them a little bit for not entering to take possession of the land in verse 3. How long will you put off entering to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you. So 
this tells us that these seven tribes remaining were not exactly itching to go out and occupy this territory. What was the reason for that? Wouldn't they have wanted to uh, possess their land and set up their homes? Well, I think they would have, but at the same time, uh, there were also areas and territories that had not necessarily been entirely conquered or the city's been completely taken. We also have to remember that almost immediately the Canaanites after the conquest began coming back in and repopulating some of those cities. So uh, the seven tribes that were remaining uh, did not immediately go up to possess these territories and Joshua uh, rebukes them somewhat for it. Maybe they were a little bit complacent, uh, not as eager to go back to war, I think, after the seven years of conquest. Whatever the case, he tells them that they are to select now three men from each of these tribes and to walk through the remainder of the territory and divide it up into seven portions. Now, this is interesting because uh, the, each of the tribes are not necessarily going to the area that they will possess as their inheritance. They are part of a surveying team to go out and survey the land, divide it up into seven different areas, and then uh, they would cast lots for the divisions at the city of Shiloh. So uh, Levi, of course, is exempt from this because, as we read in verse 7, the Levites have no portion among you because the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And then he also lists the two and a half tribes who had settled to the eastern side of the Jordan River. Picking it up in verse 8 again, Then the men arose and went, and Joshua commanded those who went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land and describe it, and return to me. Then I will cast lots for you here before the Lord in Shiloh. So the men went and passed through the land and described it by cities in seven divisions in a book. And they came to Joshua to the camp at Shiloh, and Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord, and there Joshua divided the land to the sons of Israel according to their divisions. So from verse 11 onward, we have the division of the remainder, the rest of these seven tribes, and the rest of the land of Canaan. The first territory that's described is the territory of Benjamin, starting in verse 11. Now, rather than read all of this to you and all of the city names and geographical features, I'll simply describe uh, where each of these tribes were, and we'll also take some time to talk about what the land was like for each of these tribes. The territory of Benjamin was immediately to the north of Judah, close to the Jordan River and up into the highlands, but not across toward the uh, Mediterranean. So if you can think of the Mediterranean Sea and the Jordan River, the area of Benjamin uh, goes from the Jordan River about a third of the way across uh, toward the Mediterranean and immediately above Judah and below the area of Ephraim. Benjamin's territory was going to be 
uh, not ideal for a lot of things. Uh, the, the people of Benjamin uh, numbered about 45,000. And this territory was commonly uh, mountains, ravines, rough terrain, not productive for uh, agriculture and even difficult for livestock as well. Now, this is very interesting based on what Jacob had predicted for Benjamin, his son, and the people who would come after him back in Genesis 49 and verse 27. Jacob said, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey, and in the evening, he divides the spoil. So it seems to indicate there uh, that the territory that Benjamin would occupy would not necessarily be a highly productive one, as is the case uh, from what they are given in the tribal allotments in chapter 18. So the territory of Benjamin goes down all throughout uh, the rest of chapter 18 from verse 11 all the way down to verse 28 uh, and the end of the chapter. One thing that's significant about the territory of Benjamin is that Jerusalem is listed in Benjamin's territory. Jerusalem is usually thought of as being part of uh, the territory of Judah, but properly it falls within uh, Benjamin's uh, lists, as uh, we see in verse 28, uh, which about halfway through, and the Jebusite, that is Jerusalem, uh, 14 cities with their villages. So Jerusalem included within the territory of Benjamin. Then in chapter 19, in verses 1 through 9, we have the territory of Simeon given. Simeon is interesting because their territory is placed within the inheritance of Judah. So Simeon is sort of a pocket within the larger territory of Judah, as is listed in verse 9 of chapter 19. The inheritance of the sons of Simeon was taken from the portion of the sons of Judah, for the share of the sons of Judah was too large for them. So the sons of Simeon received an inheritance in the midst of Judah's inheritance. And what would eventually happen over time is that the Simeonites would sort of assimilate into uh, the people of Judah so that by the time of the end of the divided kingdom when the Babylonian exile occurs, you really don't have much distinction anymore between the people of the tribe of Simeon and the people of the tribe of Judah. They just sort of merged together over time. Uh, Jacob's words in reference to Simeon are listed back in Genesis 49 as well. And we can look in verse 5. Again, Simeon and Levi are talked about together. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are implements of violence. Let my soul not enter into their counsel. Let not my glory be united with their assembly, because in their anger they slew men, and in their self-will they lamed oxen. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath for it is cruel. I will disperse them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Well, think about that for a moment. That's really exactly what happened. 
to that tribe. They were given territory within the territory of another tribe, and the particular area that they were given within Judah was not a highly productive one. It was mostly flat and a desert area in the Negev down in the southern region of Judah. So because of the actions of Simeon, the son of Jacob, uh, his entire uh, ancestry uh, bore something of the consequence. I think that has implications for our lives today in that our personal sin many times directly affects or also indirectly those who are close to us, loved ones, and even beyond our own generations. Our, our uh, dispositions, our attitudes, our characteristics are things that we communicate and pass on even beyond our lifetimes, as is indicated here uh, by the people of the tribe of Simeon. They would be dispersed uh, eventually throughout the tribe of Judah, and then ultimately Judah would be taken into captivity uh, in Babylon later on. Now, as we come down to verse 10, we read about the territory allotted for Zebulun, and Zebulun was given territory north of Manasseh. So now we are in uh, we're to the west of the Sea of Galilee. This would be in the New Testament region of Galilee, right in the heart of uh, the area of Galilee, including the Jezreel Valley and toward uh, the, the city of Nazareth in the, the New Testament. Uh, Zebulun, it, the territory that they were given, uh, was a fertile plain. It included a road to the sea, very uh populous highway there. It was very productive as far as agriculture went, and so the people of Zebulun uh, would have been, I think, very happy with their inheritance uh, that was given to them there. We also have uh, in verses 17 through 23 the territory of Issachar, very similar right next to the region of Zebulun, north of Manasseh, but toward the base of the Sea of Galilee. Issachar, uh, given a beautiful location in a lot of traffic in the plain and very productive there. We'll look at the remainder of the tribes next time. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.